You're listening to episode 132 of the God Center Mom podcast with me, Heather McFadden, and today I'm chatting with Elisa Keaton of Revelation Wellness. I would get quiet, put on worship music, do whatever you got to do to get close to the heart of God and settle down. Maybe it's in your closet away from your kids for four or five minutes, whatever you can do, but get a piece of paper out and just imagine in your mind, what would, what would my life look like? My physical life, if you're talking about your body or your physical fitness, because that's, that is definitely part of it. What would this look like? Um, completely free of fear. What would fitness, what would my health look like? Um, God, show me a vision for my life that what is, what does this wellness look like? And I guarantee you, nobody's going to hear back 12% body fat. Like no one's going to hear that. No, you're going to get a vision for this inner health, this well-being, this mind place, this heart place, and just start writing it down. Just start writing down what that means to you. It's really going to come from him. In this conversation, Elisa says, fear is a great motivator, but a terrible transformer. And I don't know if when you think about physical fitness, you fall into one of two groups she describes today, either the group that gets obsessive about making your body be a certain thing. And so you work so hard and you've lost all joy and wholeness and completeness in that. Or if you're the group that you've just given up, I mean, it's too hard and you've failed too many times and there's too much shame associated with trying to make your body be healthy. Whether you're in either group, Elise is going to bring wholeness to your mindset about health. She is going to help reshape your thinking so that you don't separate out worship from working out, so you don't separate out your body from your spirit and your soul, that you'll see how interconnected it all is. I know for myself, uh, if I talk about being God-centered or or trying to work towards being God-centered, I cannot ignore my body. I cannot ignore eating healthy. When I eat a ton of Oreos, they are delicious, but I am super grumpy pants 30 minutes later. It does not give me the fuel I need. And beyond that, Elisa's message of just like getting to the end of ourselves physically and working hard in our bodies actually allows the Holy Spirit to dwell more fully. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty incredible. We talked through that today. I know you're going to be inspired by how she started Revelation Wellness, but I'm super excited for you to hear about her resource, her free podcast. Uh, Revving the Word is what I've been listening to. What makes it so great is it's like you get your quiet time in your workout all in one. It's so awesome. So I don't blame you if you go do that right now instead of listening to me. I would not fault you. But if you are going to keep listening, I'd love to thank our sponsor, Jelly Telly. Y'all remember Jelly Telly. My boys and I love it. It's the only streaming app just for kids where God is real and his word is true. And this summer we watched a lot of the Torchlighter videos. I don't know if you've heard of those. They're put on by the persecuted church. And we learned about men and women of faith who've risked their lives for the gospel. About Jim Elliott, Samuel Morris, William Tyndale. And each week we'd watch one and discuss it. And I just really love these stories. So go check those out, plus 90 more Christian shows and movies. It's only $4.99 a month or $40 for a whole year. You can go to godcentermom.com backslash jelly telly and use the special code, all caps, GODCENTERED, just for God Center Mom listeners, and you get $5 off, which is your first month of Jelly Telly free. So it doesn't hurt to go check it out for a month. Uh, I know you're going to love it. My boys do. I do too. All right, let's get to my conversation with Elisa. Here we go. Hey, Elisa, welcome to the God Center Mom podcast. 
Hi, Heather. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Okay, y'all, this this is such a treat for me because God introduced Elisa and I years ago, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm trying to go back three three years ago. Three years. At de- it was a Declare conference. Yeah, Declare conference. And it was uh, a really early morning workout, imagine. And <laughs> I um, forgot my contacts because that's a kind of a common joke around our little group that I forget my contacts. And so I think I went back to go put them in or I did the workout without them. But I was in the very far back of the whole, like, I think I was out in the hallway. Yeah. The workout. Yeah. It was a tiny room. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was a experience I've never had working out before mm-hmm. where it was, you know, okay, I'm waking up. All right. We're doing yeah. some things. I'm a little nervous. She's making me interact with other people. All right. <laughs> it's fine. How's my breath? And then, um, it ended in this worship and mm-hmm. time of prayer where we're sobbing and ho- I'm holding hands on my knees, praying for the person on my right, who I knew praying for the person on my left, who I knew mm-hmm. and I knew their stories and mm-hmm. just to lift them up in that moment. It was holy ground. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't really, stop talking about it. I, I, it's so amazing. Well, that's just him. When you encounter him, you're just you can't stop talking about what just happened, what he just did. That's it's really true fun. Evangelism, isn't it? Like, hey, oh I yeah, was just yes. with Jesus. I can't wait to tell you about him. Yeah. So that was my first experience with Elisa, and we're gonna keep talking about how you have just <laughs> grown and I mean. Just God's like bringing new things. But before we get into all of that excitement, I would mm-hmm. love for everyone to get to meet your family. So why don't you introduce them? Yeah. So, um, well, I have a husband named Simon. He and I have been married. We're going on 19 years um, this next, in October, will be 19 years. That's Very crazy. Nice. I don't right? feel that. Wow. I know, 19 years. I know. I know. I'm wow. Like, yes. <laughs> and then um, from our lovely and challenging union, um, my son, Jack, 15, and my daughter, uh, Sophia, 12, um, were given as gifts to us. And that's our, that's our little family. It's crazy to be a mom now of pretty much full-blown teenagers, but you know what? I dig it. I love, I, I, babies were not like my, my jam. I I did it. They survived. We made it through, but I really enjoy these conversations we're having now, even the challenges of, of coming into their own as young adults. And, um, yeah, we just, uh, by God's grace, by God's grace, the family that I have is, um, is what it is. And it's a real true blessing. I love it. And I, I always enjoy having moms on the show just a little bit ahead of me. So that's Mm. cool too. Mm. But I Mm. really love (laughs) bringing on experts in an area that I need help. Uh, (laughs) And so that's you in the area of fitness and wholeness. And uh, you started this revelation wellness, which is Mm -hmm. such an amazing name in and of itself. Tell us a little bit how you got into that. What's your yeah. story with fitness and health and wholeness? <sighs> yeah. I, well, it comes off of my own love and passion. I was a tomboy growing up, so mm. I loved movement, play, sport. Um, if I, it wasn't a good day unless I smelled like dirt when I came inside. <laughs> um, so I think my poor mother, she was really hoping for a little girl in dresses and bows mm. and just didn't happen for that woman. <laughs> and, uh, but I had a good time growing up in that type of active environment and it was probably you know, in the eighties. Yes. Uh, in yes. the eighties, around 14 years old, I took an aerobics class. It was when there weren't real big gyms going, there was just little studios. Um, and I took a class and I loved it. It felt like my energy got harnessed into one thing. And I know that I know now, I mean, my own story is, is out there, but 
that that was God's first tap on my shoulder of, I made you for this. I made mm-hmm. you for this type of joy and this type of freedom, just what you experienced there. Um, and, you know, and I get it. Like, I remember showing up to the class being nervous. What is this? Is this going to hurt? All the, uh, everyone, you always yeah. have that. The unknown. the unknown. The unknown. Yeah. yeah. And a group of people and who are you? And then something happens when we start to move our bodies and we're made to worship. And I, I get it now that it was just a worship experience, even though it was just, you know, the Blues Brother album. That's what my first workout was to, the Blues yes. Brother album, Heather. It was an album. Oh, it wouldn't even take. I have, it was- okay, so I have older siblings. I have way older siblings. So <laughs> uh-huh. when they were in college, I was in elementary school. And so, yes, Blues Brothers was played often. In oh, yes, yes. I totally, totally dig it. Yes, yes, yes. So I fell in love with fitness at the age of 14 or so. Love so really a, a structured fitness. And I started working out at the gym and started noticing that God really gave me a body that responded to exercise. So muscle tone and symmetry. Like I started, people started noticing me for my quote unquote, my body and kind of saying, Hey, you'd be really good at this or that. And I didn't know my own identity. So I was just trying to figure out what mm-hmm. am I here for? You know, as a young girl, you know, put, put in all the, the coming, the, the preteen, the teenager, the, you know, my family was really broken. There's a lot of stuff going on. So the fitness was something that was real. Um, um, just a, a good outlet for me. And I just loved it, fell into it, did it all through high school to college. In college, I started competing in like bodybuilding shows only not because I wanted to, but because somebody told me I would be good at it. So mm-hmm. I thought, well, okay, I'll try that. And, um, I was pretty deep in it in different ways, trying to find my identity in it, but I did love it. It was definitely a passion. Um, and then I started, you know, training uh, clients, got my certifications in group fitness and personal training, graduated from Arizona State University, and went full-blown into the fitness world as a program director. I worked for big box gyms and would help design their group fitness programs and challenges and such. And I really loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And yet it was a little frustrating because I have enough energy for 2,000 people. Like if I could just do your goal for you, I probably would. (laughs) Okay. Please. (laughs) So it was frustrating because I'd have clients come to me with their goals and, you know, you, you map it out in black and white. It's not hard. I think we all know weight loss and it's not that hard. You just, if you just do the thing, if you just do the rules, you'll get what you want. Hmm. But people would have a hard time doing the rules or life would happen or they didn't have real joy about it. And I always noticed that two things would happen. The outcome of almost every client was, they would um, they would knuckle down and get it done, but they came really obsessive, like almost mm. no more fun. I actually kind of missed the fun person where they got more, you know, what's the next goal? What's the next thing? And they just seemed a little uptight. Mm. And so then I would try to rein them back down to like, hey, you know, it's you're good. You don't need more body fat to lose. And, and you know, just kind of picking at all their flaws and thinking, boy, I can't – I cannot perfect you. Like I don't mm. – you know, you just get to this level. It just can't be satisfied. Or the other side was they would come – they'd start with a big bang for a while um, and they would just kind of fade out and then never come again and then hide from me in the grocery stores. And you just felt this shame. Okay, that's so was, that second yeah. one. That's me. Oh, I just, that's it me. killed yeah. me because yeah. I love the, I truly love people. I loved interacting. So to see them be, be, feel afraid of me or like I was going to mm-hmm. judge them or shame. They feel the so, failure. They failed. Right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And enter my own personal life was the fact that I felt that too, not mm-hmm. on my outside, my body. 
body was, you know, was, would be the image of a personal trainer or someone that I didn't have problems getting clients because they sadly, that's the hard part about this fitness career. This profession is literally it goes off of looks. So if you have the look, you have the money, you'll have the following, mm. which I think is twisted. I really do. I think everyone is qualified if you have a passion towards fitness because not everybody will look the same. And health is a true measurement of the inside, not the outside. Right. But right. we're so focused on the outside. So yeah. anyways, my own personal life was sad and lonely and like I had everything on the surface, but inside um, I was – I, I mean, married and still feeling div- like still feeling alone and just all your stuff comes for you. I feel like all the stuff came for me inside marriage because for me, I believe marriage was going to fix me. I believe mm-hmm. marriage was going to complete me. Mm-hmm. Having a family would complete me. Oh, yep. whoever that Jerry Maguire statement just needs to be <laughs> completely. It's from the pit. It's from the pit. It's from the pit. Yeah. No, <laughs> so, I mean, I don't think you're alone in that. I think there's, yeah. that's pretty more, oh. more common than not that oh. that's what we go for. Yeah. And then when yeah. it doesn't. That's that's the place that you found yourself. Yeah. Devastating. Like I we were literally me my husband and I were almost divorced at year one. Year one. Like I almost mm. crushed that poor man trying to get him to, to be to all sat- the things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So Jesus entered my life and just came and I had I would say I was a Christian from probably the age of twelve or thirteen. We left we I was a Catholic, born in a Catholic family, but Christianity became the under the understood like studied it or we went to a Christian church instead of a Catholic church, but I didn't really understand Jesus and the gospel. Well, in the brokenness of my marriage and kind of going, what's wrong with me? What is it? I have everything on the surface, but I, what is wrong with me? And I could just hear that pull to go to church, some other things lined up where I found myself in church. And I literally, for the first time, heard the gospel. Like, I got it. Like, mm. oh my gosh, this is me. I'm the woman at the well. Like, mm. I haven't been married four times, but I sure have given myself over to things over and over again, looking for completion. Mm. Um, so Jesus wrecked me. He just came and really loved me. And I kind of, you know, I did not get it. My fitness was over here and my faith was over here and they were worlds apart. They did not come together at all. But then I started seeing my clients through my column, my gospel goggles. Like I felt like all I was starting to see it like, oh, they don't really want weight loss. They want love. They don't really want weight loss. They just want to know they're safe. They're afraid. I started just seeing it. The spirit was speaking to me. And I felt like the Lord just drew, drew me close and said, do you want to know my secrets? Do you want to know my secrets to this? I fought it initially, Heather, for a very long time because it was not cool. Like that's oh, not Oh, no. Cool. Right. Not in that world. No. no Who's going to blend cool. fitness and faith? No. No. I, a woman told me that a woman that was kind of mentoring me at the church and was taking my fitness classes said to me one day, she goes, Alisa, you know, like you're totally so great at this. And this is, you're created for the glory of God. Like you're to bring him glory. And she's like, I'm like, Melinda, I don't get it. What does fitness have to do with it? Like, I just, I just do this. And she's like, well, you know, they have this thing called Christian aerobics. And those two words were like <laughs> nails on a chalkboard. And I looked at her and I said, Melinda, I will never do that. And that is stupid. Do not mention it again. I remember yeah. straight up where I yeah. was going, no way because what I was familiar with or what I'd even heard of, it just looked and I still see it. People often send me stuff on Facebook of like cheesy mm-hmm. Christian aerobic stuff. And I have well, that to laugh. Ad- the adjective itself implies in our mind uh not as well done. Yes. And not as good quality and mm-hmm. super cheesy and kind of robbing from pop culture. Like we'll yeah. take their same thing but just Come throw on. a cross on it. So I think um 
yeah, what you've done is is not that. I'll just say. And I think that's funny you would say that as if we are robbing from culture, where I think culture yeah. has robbed from the kingdom. Like right. I go, that's right. all kingdom. Right. Everyone who goes to the gym is worshiping. They're devoting themselves to something. It's worship. I started to go, oh, I yeah. get it. Yeah. Just and well, a- if you've been in a group fitness class, I remember yeah. my favorite class I used to go to was this Latin fusion class. And I could, there was a time when one of the members, the members, it was a gym member, but she was going through breast cancer. And one Saturday it was dedicated, everyone wore pink and yeah. everyone was coming together and we were all oh, working out super hard. And she got up on stage and she led one of the songs and it was like church. Yes. Yes. It was like, we are it's all here beauty. for you. Mm-hmm. We are all rallying for you. We are celebrating that we have life this instant and you're right. struggling fighting for yours. And then they had champagne at the end. It was like, even like the bread and the wine. I was like, wow, this, this is, is this is, church. I know it's so true. It yeah. is community. Yeah. It's vulnerability. I always say you are never more vulnerable than when you're in a pair of yoga pants about to sweat. <laughs> But come on. Yeah. So God gets to have more permission and you're yeah. in a, a community that gives you permission. Mm. I just, yeah, it just, so from there, it just kind of began. God was just kind of tapping on my shoulder. Do you want to know my secrets? Do you want to know my secrets? And I finally, I got so tired of trying to fight him. And I heard him say, like, you don't have to do this, Lisa. And if you don't, um, I'll still love you and that's okay. But I, as if to say, someone is going to. Will you do this? And I think he got me there, not in a like, not in a ultimatum, but um, I'm gonna in a way somebody. of like, I'm going to use somebody. Yeah. yeah. And I'm kind of the girl who goes, oh, I don't want to miss out on that. I don't want to miss out. Okay, fine. And he just lined up all of my life to kind of where I was ready to lose everything, truly. And I did lose a lot of stuff in order to, a lot of relationships, a lot, a lot in order to follow him. But he, he used it as the sanctifying in order to go, are you really here for me? Or are you here for the, the, the effect, right? Like the, the payoff or the, the power. And I'm really here for him. So it's just been, gosh, I think about, let's see, my son was probably three. So it's been about a 15 year really quest of going after this fitness, how much it is gospel. I see, I cannot help but read the gospel now in a holistic lens. It is our whole life, heart, soul, mind, and strength. Every part of me is tethered to the gospel, including my body. And it's the ultimate expression of my faith, is it not? My body, it has to get in line with my faith to make the phone call, go do the thing maybe I don't want to do, or to speak what I need to speak. And my body is the expression. Jesus had a body. A body was prepared for him. And our bodies are just that beautiful final expression of the gospel of heaven on earth. And, um, yeah, I just kind of now want to go. It's not even just fitness. Like I don't, it's not slap a bumper sticker Jesus on it. This is, it hinges. I really believe it's this part of this revival of what God wants to do on the land today of everything. But it's hard now. It's not easy to follow Christ in this time. I think if anything, it's super challenging and hard. And it feels like boot camp on earth to go, okay, I'm looking for a few good fools. That's what I feel like the Lord's mm-hmm. saying. I'm looking for a few good fools, people mm-hmm. that will just un- relentlessly follow me into the ways of my kindness, my courage, and kingdom culture living. And I feel like the body just has to be in line with that. So you led that class at Declare For Me. And mm-hmm. I know you lead live classes. What other ways, I mean, do you do this? So everyone's sold. They're like, yes, Elisa. Mm. I want to do this. And I remember after mm-hmm. I did the class, people were like, well, how do I do it? I was like, mm-hmm. I think she has an online thing. Yeah. And then you train people too so that they mm-hmm. can have 
there might even be someone locally Correct. who presents Revelation Wellness yeah. classes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So tell people, walk us through that. Like you started, yeah. you, did you start where you lived and then grew? Yeah. I started just myself kind of writing some curriculum, which is way less to feed more, which is actually being published by Tyndale Publishing. It'll what? Be out. I know. Way it's, less yeah. to what was it? Wait, it? Well, they're changing the title. Okay. I can't release the title yet. Okay, but, but it was it's, called. It was called Way Less to Feed More. You can actually see it on our website. You can go through it online. It's an eight-week program online. It's just an eight-week uh, journey book uh, with some action items and things to do. But okay. um, so, yeah, that. yeah, okay. yeah, that was the first thing is God asked me to write. And so because I knew how to write programs, I knew how to do stuff like that. But I just did it within the, the gospel goggles. Yeah. And and uh, wrote that. And then it was, okay, start teaching classes. So I start teach, t- teaching Christian aerobics. Oh, I can't even say the words. Oh, it's so funny. But um, I started teaching Revelation Fitness, which is fitness classes. And then those were kind of exploding. And then it, the Lord made it clear, you can't do this alone. You need to raise up leaders. You, the harvest is plenty, mm-hmm. but the workers are few. Mm-hmm. So that's our ultimate. That's our ultimate thing. Revelation Wellness is we we teach the student and train the trainer, train the leader. Uh, so the students can come through, take a Revelation Fitness class um, and uh, or online training on the website. We have some where we can just come into your home on your iPad TVs, things, you know, online subscription basically. And um, then as well as our podcast, the Revving the Word podcast that just that's, recently started. Yeah. That's what I'm talking we'll, about. Yeah, we'll come back. We'll I'll get come back, back to that. that. Yeah. We'll get back and to the, that. And then, um, but my biggest heart is to disciple leaders. And I truly believe we have people coming through training, instructor training, that they don't ever even go teach a class. It really is for their own training of their whole self. They've either struggled with body image, body shame, food addiction, feeling like they're crazy. Like, why don't I have freedom? You know, it's just Mm -hmm. the attack. I think it's the attack of the beautiful design of a woman just Mm -hmm. to busy us and keep us pursuing this perfection that is eluding and elusive and you cannot attain it. Um, so the discipling is really my heart because I want, if we, I want to raise up elephants, you know, like I want to just raise up, um, I'm not interested in the many, I'm interested in the strong few because those will be the leaders that will, then others will will come near. What's so involved we, in that? What's involved in a discipleship? Yeah, that's our discipleship training. is the instructor, tra- Revelation Wallace instructor training. And that's nine weeks online. They come through training for nine weeks online on a Monday night or a Thursday night. Uh, and then they, they, uh, it, it uh, accumulates in a five day uh, retreat in person, five days. It's like a, fi- it's like, okay, any conference you've ever been to, but it's, you know, you always get revved up and all those good things, but this really gets after healing and wholeness, a kind of like mending of your own soul. I mean, God wants to make us healthy and whole. So then we can go out. We're not giving from our poverty. We're actually giving from overflow. So the five day retreat really just kind of, we just go and do it's yummy, messy, laughter, tears. <laughs> and about how many people are doing that at a time? Um, we Right now, we just recruited our 16th. We call them platoons because we consider them an army. Uh, and our platoon 16 is 127 students. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We have over 400 now internationally, nationally, and just growing. It just keeps growing. Wow, so that's, that's, that's yeah, yes. I love that. 
that is leaders. Awesome. Training leaders. Cause I just, I will crumble under the weight of it and they go out and they're just on fire. So they take it back to their communities. Cause I believe just like you said, that, that class where people were there and they were wearing pink and coming together, like online is good. You know, great. Thank, thank God we have technology. It's beautiful. It's lovely, but nothing replaces heart to heart, knee to knee, eye to eye, yeah. Here I am, um, intimacy and relationship. So that's what we, we train them to do. And, okay, so I'm on maybe the Instagram or something. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I see one of my friends uh, post a picture of your podcast. And I'm mm-hmm. like, hold the phone. Did not know about this. <laughs> Being in the podcast realm, I was super excited. Always am when someone starts one. I, I get to join them in this craft Yeah. But then I listened while I was putting on my makeup, like a good working out person does. (laughs) I totally did. I totally listened to one of your like workout revving the word ones while I'm putting on my makeup. But it was so awesome that then when I was on family camp and, you know, my husband stayed back at the cabin with the boys and I just took off with my my, uh, earbuds in and I... I'm telling you, I did the I declare one, that first Peter Mm. 2, 9. Mm. And I... I was just like walking around the campus there, the the camp, and then I was running for like 15 minutes in a circle. There was like this cemetery, and I'm running in a circle in front of it. And I'm like worshiping. My hands are in the air. I have not run in a very long time. (laughs) And the rest of camp, I'm like holding my thighs. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I think I pushed it too far. But it was amazing and i couldn't stop telling all the counselors about it these sweet college students who were you know dealing with body image stuff and also love god's word and want to worship him and how do i do all the things how do i have intimacy with jesus and have my quiet time Mm -hmm. and do my workout and have my friendship i mean it was it's so great so i'm I'm selling it before i'm really saying what it is but (laughs) revving the word is you Mm -hmm. talking us through a workout on whatever aerobic thing we want to be doing, whether it's walking, whatever movement, yeah, whatever movement. Mm-hmm. And then you also are speaking truth, scripture, belief statements over us mm-hmm. and leading us through the intensity levels and all that jazz. And yes. then there's music that. <laughs> yes. Like, and there's worship music. Yes. Yes. It's, it's like a, it's just a circus. It's a, 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 a order chaos in one direction. Yeah. Making much of Jesus. <laughs> and how did that idea come up for you? Yeah, that is funny. I have to, t- uh, six months ago, mm-hmm. maybe it was six months ago. Um, I've had a, just quite the year and a half, maybe two years. It feels like, um, God just has been uh, stripping things away from me. So anyone ever feel like you just keep losing and losing and yet you keep gaining, but he keeps taking more. Mm-hmm. So it's just been, there's always those seasons, but the last year and a half, I mean, like my a mother, pruning, like a pruning, oh, yeah, like a pruning no, cause it's getting you ready for more fruit, but it's, it feels, must be, it hurts. But it is hurts. Yeah, it's it hurts. painful. Like yeah. I just like, Lord, it's got to end. But okay, I trust you. I trust you. And six months ago, probably felt like the, another, just a big nail in the coffin. I um, broke my left foot in a fluke accident. I mean, it was flukish. Like there's nothing. I wish I could tell you I was, you know, doing power burpees or something <laughs> really amazing. But I just took a sidestep, really gentle sidestep, uh, and came down weird on my left foot. And 
uh, tore what is called the Lisfranc tendon. And it's oh this tiny little tendon that if you mess with it at all, if it, if it tears at all, it displaces the first and second metatarsal. Oh so the bones gosh. separate. So you oh have to get goodness. a screw put in, you have to have surgery. So I, with, I mean, I went from, you know, like superstar jumps to surgery in four days or so I was in surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that was it. I lost the use of my foot. I lost the, I just, it was a loss of everything that I could, you know, the, the fact that I couldn't even help my kids to go to school. It was Girl, really, I've broken really, a, I've broken my left foot and you think, oh. what's the big deal? And I don't think people are like, oh, what's the big deal? You have to use crutches. So then oh. you don't have your arms. Right. So you really lose three limbs. Yeah. You have Did one you limb. Did, I don't know if you saw it in my Instagram, but I have like oh. a pirate leg that I wore around oh. just so I could have my hands back. It's this thing called, a, I don't know what it's called. You like it's called, roll on it? No, that, you. it's a peg leg. It literally, no go to my Instagram and you'll see Shut it. Up. Okay, but it I'm was so I could still use yeah. my hands and make yeah. dinner and it was yeah. just so hard. You're right. People think, oh, it's just a foot. No. Um, not when you can't put weight on it. It's nope. You've nope. lost everything. I had a newborn at the time and stairs. Yeah. I can't carry yeah. my baby oh. and go up the stairs. People, you just don't even know. Yeah. yeah, I have a new sympathy for the foot. Me too. I'm so sorry that Me that too. Yeah, I was beside myself. And yeah. so it was just as, but it was a really sweet time though, mm-hmm, Heather, too. Mm-hmm, right? Did you mm-hmm. learn so oh, much? Oh, I just had to sit there and my yeah. husband was in London and my mother-in-law took care of everything. But yeah. then I'm just sitting there with a newborn and my boys and I, I couldn't busy myself. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do. No. My identity couldn't come from that. Absolutely. I had to just be me, myself, and I. Yeah. 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 That's how it felt for me. Mm-hmm. And I felt like he was benching me. Mm-hmm. But yet mm-hmm. in the benching process, I, I mean, I kicked and screamed. Let's not be. <laughs> There's a little tantruming. Sure. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Normal. He was so kind to me and he just kept loving and I kept pressing in and then eventually it broke and I just sat back and it kind of, okay, this is the season I'm in. And I started to go, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to learn everything I can out of this. And so, um, just, a really hard but good season. And then as I started to be able to rehab my foot back, get out of the boot and get into shoes, the doctor was like, okay, well, you can do some light mm-hmm. <laughs> cycling, like just light, low impact, no no running, nothing like that. And so I was super excited to just do that. And so I, I started moving my body again and being on a, on a, a bike, kind of stationary, I I always, and even before I hurt my foot, I would go to the gym and I always felt like I was always torn. Like, should I read the Bible? (laughs) Should I read a good, you know, encouraging book? Should I listen to a podcast? Should I listen to music? I'm like, there's always felt like all over. And I'm like, gosh, you know, it would be so great. And this is as I was just kind of standing on the bike. And I was, I was reading my Bible, listening to some music in my ears and, um, just moving my body gently and getting it back going again. And I thought to myself, I think it'd be really cool if I had this music going and someone kind of speaking to me mm-hmm. that I, and then, but yet still kind of coaching me. And cause otherwise you kind of forget what you're doing. Like, I was yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. I just had a moment. I think, I wonder if I could do this. So I, I had not podcasted once in my life. I thought, um, well, I Googled like yeah, you did. best, best podcast app. And I found an app and I happened to have like a microphone that lapel thing that I'd used for Facebook live kind of stuff. And I just threw it together, threw some songs into my earphones, put a message in front of me. And this is me for sure. I'm an evangelist and a preacher at heart. And when there's music and movement together, watch out. Like I just, something, it's just, it's just coming. something takes over. And so as I taught that first podcast to nobody, I'm just teaching. I always felt like I'm just teaching it back to the Lord. Um, and 
I thought, well, that was easy. And then I had never edited it before. So I thought, what do I do with this now? I'd never used like GarageBand or anything. And I could tell you, Heather, it fell into place like, like didn't even take me anything. Like, I wonder what this button does. I wonder what this button does. Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. happened. And I thought, well, that was easy. Okay. And then I happened to already have, a long time ago, we started a a podcast kind of channel. We just never did anything really with it. Like you had it already set up on iTunes. Yeah, yeah, it was already set up. I didn't even know that. I was like, huh, I guess we could just push this to iTunes and see what happened. So I did one and pushed it out. And then, yeah, it was holy it was a great way it really is the nice part about it is i love group fitness i love getting it with people i love moving people in front of the team you know like having that with the online subscription stuff but the truth is this podcast are powerful right because mm-hmm. you can be anywhere anytime on your clock doing whatever you want mobile and not stuck in front of a screen or anything and um mm-hmm. it just it allowed for people to access it that would never use before i mean we have men that are now using it on yeah, their runs are. which make yeah. me so happy like oh come on um and uh yeah it just gives us an accessibility that i never had before so it i was not looking for it the lord just dropped it in my lap and now it's just absolute joy they're so fun to make it's so cool to see you use your giftedness and your story and your experience mm-hmm. and even something that that possibly as a little girl uh, being different, right? Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Oh, yes. You know, and any kind of uh, way that the enemy tried to hold you down in that yeah. to keep you from embracing your giftedness and then how he has orchestrated the path and the path is continuing to go. But that is such a great hope-filled message for anyone out there who um, there's something in their past that maybe had a negative label placed over it. It was mm-hmm. not seen as valuable in the family or yeah. in the culture or in the yeah. church. And that that's probably the enemy trying to hold it down. Yeah. And to not listen to those voices, but to embrace it. It brings yeah. you life. It brings you energy. And then for this example, it's such a valuable resource for people Huh. It's resonating. It's 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 life giving and it's kingdom building and it's invigorating. Mm. Mm. That is so cool to me. Mm. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I just sit back and go, how how how's this happening? Other than only God, only and you God. saying yes back in the day. You saying, yeah, and me saying yes, yeah. and and I'm going to do this say, whether you say yes or not. So do you want? Are you on board? Yeah. <laughs> and a willingness. I mean, I know you know this, but leadership is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> I mean, you might as well just light the fire and climb up on the altar because things just get Humility. burned out mm-hmm. of you and you lose things. But he really does mm-hmm. give you back immeasurably more. I would never. That's why I'm learning now when it, when I feel the heat, when I go, oh, gosh, I think you're you're, you know, burning or pruning or taking away, or there's some loss, something here. You are good. I am not changing the subject. You're good. You're good. You're good. I'll trust you. Okay, let's do this, which I feel like that's the metaphor of a workout, right? Like mm, if we, if yeah. we didn't have to, we probably wouldn't because it, it causes some discomfort, yeah. but it's always, always worth it. No one goes, well, I wish I didn't do that. You know, like you go, well, okay, I got through that. I feel better. I feel good. I feel clear. And the body's just designed for that. I think the body itself releases hormone. Like God designed it that in the hardest places, when your breath is elevated, when your blood is pumping, when it seems tough, your body releases these chemicals and hormones that say, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Endorphins, 
and serotonin, all these lovely chemicals go, I got you. I got you. Mm -hmm. I just feel like it's a fingerprint of God on his design. I want to go back to those two in the gym that used to coach. The one who tried, failed, discouraged, Mm -hmm. maybe doesn't Mm -hmm. try again. The one who obsesses, Mm -hmm. um, discontent, lost the fun, didn't Mm -hmm. win either. What, what would you say to each of those people now that you have the layer of revelation wellness, how yeah. would you motivate each? Cause each of them are listening. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I would go back to the motive. Well, I'd first of all, go back to the motive. Like mm-hmm. what is your motive? What is really, what's really your motive? What's driving it? So to the person that usually got the goal or went after it hard, never stopped, just, it was, you know, just never enough. Um, they were often driven by this, their own, um, fear, insecurity, and it, fear is a really good motivator. It's just a terrible transformer. I mean, it's, wow, that's good. it, it will continue to feed. You can drive fear. And I feel like fitness does work on the, the fear motive more than a fear of getting old. Like ladies, we get with permission to age permission, <laughs> permission. Come on. The, our younger girls need to see what aging looks like. I mean, great. Yes. You take care, enjoy being beautiful, but it's okay to age. And I think that something about that fear of being fat, the fear, whatever the fear is, is there a, what is the fear motive? I would say that to both, both, what is the, is there a fear here? So let's just pull that out. Let's expose that for what it is. Mm. Then if that can still hold weight, like, you know, that's still worth it to me, then I'm probably the, not the right trainer for you because our, our my motive really is love. You're loved by God. He delights in you. You're chosen. You're a peculiar people, kind of that First Peter 2, 9. Mm-hmm. But he loves. And so can we let his love be the motive that drives us out? Um, then for the person, like, same thing, for the person that has tries and fails and tries and fails, it's the shame that comes with it. And shame is not of God. Um, there is no condemnation and no shame for those. But there is a love story that he still wants to resurrect in your heart. I, I fully said, I even said this to my publisher, Tyndale. I said, um, I really feel like if people really knew, if we really knew how loved we are by God, how wanted, chosen, designed, specifically designed, we're the God colors of the world, it says in Matthew 5. Like when we're the light of the world, we're the God colors of the world. And colors... There's a lot of colors. Anyone ever done like your spectrum wheel? Yeah. Like, or you have to are, pick a color online yes, and it's like, what? It's like, oh, endless. shoot. I slightly changed it. Okay. Yeah. 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 So that is like that. Why? Like every shape, every size, every form, the shape of your belly, the everything. It's you know, there's, there's design and purpose to it. The conforming is just, it's, that's a fear motive instead of the transforming, which is a love motive. Mm-hmm. And so uh, for the person that, you know, goes the shame and the, like that is just come back to the to the fact that you're loved. And I, as I was saying to my publisher, if we all really, really knew how loved we are, we'd all be out of business. We, There'd I wouldn't no need to podcast. Expert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There'd yeah. be no, there'd be, yeah. you wouldn't need to, you wouldn't yeah, need, I wouldn't our need podcast to do... would be needed. Our yeah. voices would not be needed. But I, I'm grateful God chooses us to, to use our voices to come into agreement with him because he loves to use us. He's not interested. I mean, that's why this whole story exists. He knew we would mess up. He knew mm-hmm. we'd kind of be wrecked. But he loves to use us and partner with us. And so, but if we really knew, if we really truly knew how loved we are by God, then we would just fully lead out in love and people, we would love people kind of foolishly without codependency, be interdependent and healthy. Um, so I would say get to the love motive. I love this exercise. So for those that are listening, you're like, okay, I just need to, I need a reset. I need to start over. I would get quiet. 
put on worship music, do whatever you got to do to get close to the heart of God and settle down. Maybe it's in your closet away from your kids for four or five minutes, whatever you can do, but um, get a piece of paper out and just imagine in your mind, what would, what would my life look like? My physical life, if you're talking about your body or your physical fitness, because that's, that is definitely part of it. What would this look like? Um, completely free of fear. What would fitness, what would my health look like? Um, God, show me a vision for my life that what is, what does this wellness look like? And I guarantee you, nobody's going to hear back 12% body fat. Like no one's going to hear that. No, you're going to get a vision for this inner health, this well-being, this mind place, this heart place, and just start writing it down. Just start writing down what that means to you. It's really going to come from him. And that's your path. You just don't stray off that. I always say if we get get the spirit in line, um, get the spirit led by love and the body will just fall in line. Mm-hmm. Be led out by the spirit, only the spirit. Listen to the voice of your father who loves you. Uh, Jesus said, I only came to do what the father's doing. I say what the father's saying. He wasn't worried about his body. He wasn't, you know, he, he talked about food in, in terms of goodness of God and, and um, nourishment of God, but it wasn't life itself. Jesus is life, his life. We have enough. He said, I'll meet all your needs. Seek first the kingdom and all these things will be given to you. Mm-hmm. That seeking the kingdom first. What does my life look like? Healthy and whole, God, go. And that becomes your plan. That's just, those are your assignments and that's your non-negotiable. Do y'all see what I'm saying? Could you sit under that for 30 minutes? <laughs> Preach. I mean, I mean, yeah. yes. That's it. Okay. We need each other to be reminded of the truth of who God is and who he says we are. Mm -hmm. Right. Amen. Amen. Yes. We need each other. We need, we are forgetful. We are forgetful and we have lies coming in and we got to combat them and we need truth. So thank you for being a truth sayer, for being a truth trainer, for being a discipler. Yeah, um, I know that it does not come through easy means, like you've said, and it is uh, stripping away and a fire yeah. and a yeah and a hard journey. But um, that's just so God can shine through you, and there's you know it shows. So and you too, my sister. Oh man, you too. Yeah, I, I tell you what, you know that when I wrote worked on a book, it was on humility. Don't do that. Ooh. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Good. That's my lesson number one. Good warning. Good. Good warning. Yeah. Well, sister, I'm so thankful for you. I'm thankful that I got to share you with these listeners. And I can't wait Honored. to see all that God's going to keep doing. Keep it up. Honored. Thank keep it up. you. Thank you, Heather. All right. Talk to you soon. Will do. Bye. Bye-bye. Are you inspired to consider your health differently? I hope so. I hope you will take Elisa's challenge and get quiet and get with God and ask him, what would life look like? If I'm not motivated by fear, but by love, if I fully knew how loved I was and and by whom, like Jen Wilkin reminded us a few weeks back, not just that I am loved, but who is it that loves me? The powerful God of the universe uh, taught three, four and five year olds today about Job. And you, you think about all the questions God asked Job, you know, where were you when I did X, Y and Z? Where were you? Were, are you able to control a wild animal? Are you able to hang the stars? I do, and I love you. Okay, so God is good. We can believe that. He is faithful through all generations. He is for you. And even though your circumstances don't look like it, that's another thing that hit me. I know 
you all have heard me talk about Katie Orr and her Everyday Peace study. Um, and there's a chance for you to win one of three copies over on my Facebook page. So make sure you go check that out. Uh, but this week I was really focusing in on I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And we sometimes use that in our minds as like a superpower verse, like I can do all things to infinity and beyond. And as I was looking at the words, it was in the context of whether I'm sick or I'm healthy, whether I'm hungry or I'm got, I'm full. In all those things, I've learned to be content. I've learned the mystery of being content. And he says, and in all things, I can do all things. Um, not in a superpower way, but wherever God puts me in whatever circumstances he puts me, I can, I can go through those circumstances through Christ. And it, the Greek is a position of rest in him. A position of rest. I can do all things if I'm in a position of rest in Christ. And that doesn't mean that you should be able to lead the PTA and take your kids X, Y, and Z and be everything to your husband and work out and and, uh, have a full career. That's not what that verse says. Whatever God brings to you in his provision, uh, whatever his burden is for you in his provision, you are able to do it with contentment if you are in a position of rest in Christ. Anyway, that struck me this week. I want to share it with you. I also did want to share about that giveaway over on Facebook. Um, y'all, celebration last week, 1 million downloads for the God Cinema podcast. I got, I got notification. I was like, what? No idea. So I wanted to share that with you because you are the ones downloading. You are the ones. You are the hero in this story. You listen. You come back. You dedicate time in whatever you're doing. I I love hearing where you're listening and where I get to go, whether it's your kid's gymnastics class or whether it's uh, while you're folding laundry. It's fun to come along with you. I wish you would call me back, though. It's kind of one-sided, uh, but uh, it's it's fun, too. And I'm amazed at all God does when we just offer him up a little bit of time, a little bit of resources, and he does the miracle and he does the multiplying. So I wanted to give him all praise and share that with you. And um, I really am loving this study of everyday peace. I want to make sure you get a copy. So go enter to win. All right. Y'all have a great week. Bye. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to godcenteredmom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.